A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not kill. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. He said to Jesus, Teacher, I have kept all these since my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, You lack one thing. Go, sell what you own and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When the man heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were perplexed at these words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were greatly astounded and said to one another, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For mortals it is impossible, but not for God. For God all things are possible. Peter began to say to him, Look, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly I tell you, there is no one who has left house or brother or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the good news, who will not receive a hundredfold now in this age houses, brothers and sisters, mothers and children and fields, but with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus was setting out on a journey when a man ran up and knelt before him. We have been on this journey with Jesus for several weeks. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem to give his life away on the cross. If you want to follow Jesus, it's going to demand that you too give something away. The rich man comes in earnestness, running and kneeling before Jesus. Jesus looks at him with love. This is the love of a parent who knows the heart of their child. As we heard in the reading from Hebrews, the word of God is like a two-edged sword, separating, laying open the heart. The rich man stands naked and exposed before Jesus. Jesus recognizes this man's true desire, and he tries to help him unblock so that he can follow Jesus on the way. Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? 
This seems to be the right question. Isn't that the point of all spiritual quests? But Jesus challenges our assumptions about religion, keeping the commandments doesn't guarantee heaven, and most shockingly, except to Jesus, wealth is not a sign of God's favor or blessing. In fact, Jesus goes on to say, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. We can't buy our way into heaven. What is impossible for humans is possible for God. Anyone who has struggled with an addiction and come to sobriety in a 12-step recovery process knows that what is impossible for us is possible only with the support of others and with the grace of God. The rich man says, Good teacher, what must I do? Jesus says to him, You know the commandments. We think of all ten commandments as a complete set, but they're not all the same. The first couple are actually commandments. You shall love the Lord your God, keep holy the Sabbath day, honor your father and your mother. The others, the ones that Jesus mentions, are not actually commandments, but prohibitions. You shall not. The prohibitions are like the bottom of a glass. If a glass does not have a bottom, everything just spills out. It can't hold anything. The prohibitions create a boundary or container, the bottom in the glass. But there's nothing in it yet. To fill up the glass, then, is not merely not doing something. It actually demands doing something positive. To use a different image, the boundary lines on the field make football possible, but they do not create the game of football itself. The players themselves must make the game what it will be, inside the boundaries created by the lines on the field. The rich man has kept all these commandments, prohibitions, from his youth. Youth is the operative word. This is a young man's spirituality, all eagerness, energy, and most of all, in contemporary terms, ego. Jesus invites the rich man to step across a threshold, to leave behind the spirituality of his youth, and to take on a different spirituality that abandons all for the sake of love. This seeker's path is not denigrated. Before Jesus takes him to another level, he looks at him and loves him. What the seeker has done so far has brought him to Jesus, and that is what Jesus sees. He's completed a phase, and another phase awaits him. Love is the driving force of what Jesus will offer him. When Jesus no longer focuses on the seeker's achievements, but on what he lacks, it will not be from displeasure. Jesus' intention is to help him receive eternal life by answering his question about what he must do. A different attitude and energy will be needed to inherit eternal life. How does one receive life from a good God? 
There are two major tasks in the human spiritual journey. The task of the first half of life is to create a proper container for one's life and answer some central questions. Who am I? What makes me significant? How can I support myself? Who will go with me? The task of the second half of life is, quite simply, to find the actual contents that this container was meant to hold and deliver. In other words, the container is for the sake of the contents. As we move into maturity, it is the gaze of love that Jesus casts on each of us that enables us to abandon everything else. This love cannot be earned with actions, but is the sheer gift of the good God who embodies the one thing that surpasses all else. You lack one thing. Go, sell what you own, and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. The rich man thinks eternal life is an inheritance, something you get after you die. Jesus invites us to live now in God's eternity. We don't have to wait, but it does require us to do the one thing. The rich man went away grieving, for he had many possessions. In the house, the disciples too are perplexed by Jesus' words. Jesus said to them, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. Notice, Jesus calls them children. Three times in Mark's Gospel, Jesus puts a child in their midst and embraces the child. A child has no status, no power, no value, no wealth. Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. We cannot buy it or own it. The child, who has nothing to give, knows that everything is gift. We are being invited to risk it all with our whole heart and mind and soul, knowing what we want, running for it, and insisting on getting it. It is just such a pattern of desire that is able to receive the kingdom of God.